0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Multidimensional Journey. Today we have our guest, Jonathan Schechter, uh, my partner, my best friend, and breathwork facilitator and practitioner, and also mindfulness instructor, is gonna be taking us into the world of breathwork, his journey with breathwork, and so much more. Uh, But first, let's hear from our sponsors. Hey everyone and welcome back to the multi-dimensional journey and as discussed in the intro today's guest is again Jonathan Schechter, uh, my partner, my best friend, my lover, all sorts of things and also breathwork facilitator which is what we are talking about today breathwork. So yeah Jonathan you want to say hi and introduce yourself?
1: Uh hello. I don't think I could do a better introduction than you just gave me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I don't know if we've talked about this. This is the third time Jonathan has been on the podcast, which is so fun because it's like we just we're literally sitting in our house together that we just moved into, which is awesome. Yes. And um we just chill and have fun. And uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um uh, You didn't come to the world of healing until recently. Yeah. Yeah, take us through that.
1: Um, So I left a long-term abusive marriage at the end of 2018. And I spent a couple months just kind of hibernating and healing and feeling feelings. And then I wanted to make some changes. Because one of the things that was really clear to me at the time that I, I left that marriage was that there were things that I needed to heal up and work on in myself. And if I didn't do that, the chances were overwhelmingly strong that I would repeat some of those same patterns or toxic behaviors, even... You know perhaps recreate certain situations emotionally or you know relationally and I definitely didn't want to do that so um, you know I already had a meditation practice I don't know exactly where it popped up from but I ended up getting this book from the library um, from uh, Aubrey Marcus he might have been on Joe Rogan that might have been where it was. Um, but it was like this book about how to like change your life around. And there was um, a chapter in there about uh, doing uh, cold showers. And as a way to like build up to ice baths. But cold showers. And the the kind of the the take that he had on it was... Cold showers suck. They're never not going to suck. And it's good to add something to your, you know, regular practice that sucks because life isn't always easy, fun, exciting. Sometimes as, you know, human beings, we have to do things that, you know, suck. And it's a great way to build mental resiliency. And, uh, So I was like, yeah, hey, there's a bunch of stuff coming up that's going to suck. And um, yeah, I might as well give this a try. And uh, in addition to doing the cold showers, you know, there was talk of Wim Hof. And so like once I started doing the cold showers and started realizing like, wow, this is really awesome. And there's also health benefits as well as the mental resiliency. Um, I started looking into breath work um, because that's, you know, the second part of the Wim Hof method. And uh, from there, like not only what did I think it was cool that there were these health benefits, but it was also, you know, sort of talking about getting to an expanded state of awareness um, without the use of, you know, psychotropic drugs which to me was like very, very intriguing. It was like, wait, I, I've been breathing my whole life. Uh, you're telling me I can get high doing this? So yeah, that, that kind of led me onto this path of discovery for, for breath work.
0: Yeah, this is exciting. Yeah. Um, I love how empowering your story is, that you came from like a really rough um, an emotional dark place in your life and you took, you know, you you took your situation into your hands um, and maybe it wasn't so intentional, but at least there was enough, enough intention there to stumble upon practices that, um, well, we'll hear about it, how it changed your life.
1: I think it was intentional, but it wasn't like, I mean, I was still dealing with my stuff you know, and like, I didn't really know what to do or which direction to go. Mm -hmm. I just knew I needed to do something, you know, like getting out of that marriage didn't just happen overnight. Like to me, that was like two years earlier, we had started going to marriage counseling and I was all for it at the time, even though I was very resistant at the time when we started. But like at the end of it, I was like, Yes, this is really good. We should be doing this. And my ex-wife was like, "No, we're good. We went to three sessions, and everything's fixed." Right. And so I started going to see a therapist myself. And during that time, you know, on our previous my on my previous uh, podcast with you, we talked about you know my. My meditation practice and I had completely let that go Mm -hmm. Um, I hadn't meditated in years and I was like okay well probably need to start doing this yeah it would probably be beneficial and so in my opinion it was about a year of going to see a therapist and also meditating every day again for during that period of time that were two of the biggest things that like helped me to wake up and look around and be like, I am in this seriously dysfunctional situation and I don't want to live my life like this.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. 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 This is, this is great. Um, well you've mentioned so many incredible things just in everything you just said right there, which like going to therapy, mindfulness. And it makes me think, um, A combination of modalities really can help somebody help them transform whether it's coming out um of a marriage or they don't like where they're at in their life and what you mentioned earlier building uh resiliency um so yeah the breath work what's so you know i kind of like Thank you so much, by the way, for being so uh, open and vulnerable. It's, I know it's going to be able to, um, a lot of people will be able to relate. Um, the other part I want to talk about is, um, you know, take us through, because I know a lot of people hear about breathwork and they don't really know what it is. Um, I think, I mean, my introduction to breathwork was through yoga, Mm -hmm. Um, through the breath of fire, Mm -hmm. um, through kundalini yoga. Mm -hmm. um, And then actually you were the one that uh, introduced me to the Wim Hof method and we got all jacked up on that. So, um, but for the person who's never done it, I think it's hard to even believe that something like breathing can help bring about these experiences like whether they're getting high um or some of the experiences that i know we both have which is like release yeah um like emotional release whether that's through crying or shaking or convulsing or just like connecting with this like you know true self yeah um it's really hard to think that that could be achieved so yeah
1: Sure. sure yeah um I also had problems believing that Um, in fact, I often tell the story of my dad when I was like 15 or 16 and, you know, getting into trouble and doing things that weren't legal, uh, him sitting me down and being like, son, you can get way higher just by breathing. And then you can, you know, smoking that stuff. And I was like, dad, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Right. Um, So it's very ironic. You know the place that I'm in now, um, but yeah, you're right. I think breath work can be an overwhelming thing to kind of get into. Um, just even when you like when you said yoga, right? Like yoga is such a cat has become such a catch all term that could refer to so many different traditions and so many different lineages of practice, um, and breath work is somewhat similar, um, in that there's a lot of different modalities. There's a lot of different types of practices that you can do. You know, you mentioned like some Kundalini, uh, yoga, you know, breath of fire, there's other, um, you know, lion's breath type things. Um, so breath work generally refers to is, you know, these different modalities and practices. And then within that, um, you know, finding some, some sort of practice, some sort of consistent um, person that you want to work with, or at least learn from, because not all breath work um, needs to be done in a group. In fact, some of it is very well suited to be done, you know, individually. Mm-hmm. Some people like to work in a group, and yeah. there's definitely benefits um, to doing that, you know, just like, I think you've talked about with plant medicines, like, you know, if there's, certain medicines that um lend themselves better to a solo experience and some things like ayahuasca where you know you you do that in a group it's a community thing right 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 um so yeah even with something like the Wim Hof method which is a very um you know well-known popular modality um Wim Hof didn't come up with that breathing himself. Right. Um, he's using different yogic breaths, different ancient kind of techniques that have been passed down through these various like, you know, really um, ancient, well-studied uh, practices and cultures. Sure. Um, another one, the one of the ones that I've practiced um, is based, uh, was you know, start, started with holotropic breath work, mm-hmm. which was um, started by Stan Groff, who was um, a doctor and psychedelic uh, researcher and was doing research on people um, using LSD. Mm-hmm. And when LSD became illegal, he really felt so strongly that the, the research and the what they were discovering was so important sure. that he felt like, hey, I need a way to put people into these expanded states of awareness mm-hmm. without you know the use of this substance, which has now become illegal. Right. And one of the things that he had noticed when he was doing his LSD research was that oftentimes when the people would start to kind of come down off of the peak, they would start to like kind of hyperventilate sure. and breathe in this particular way that would help to bring the medicine experience back up to the forefront and amplify it. Mm. And so he developed holotropic breathwork as um, a, a method to kind of induce those states. Mm-hmm. Now, holotropic breathwork is a brand. Mm-hmm. You know, holotropic definitely, it, it, it has, um, you know, the, uh, a lot of checkboxes that have to be checked to call it holotropic breathwork. Sure. For instance, um, there has to be a sitter. Um, the music has to be set up in a certain way. Mm-hmm um, it's generally a three hour session, right? So, um, but in general, just to generalize breath work is breathing in an intentional way, um, to bring about some sort of state, uh, change in your state of uh, awareness Mm -hmm. and also uh, make changes in your central nervous system. And oftentimes it's accompanied by music. Um, It can, you know, there can be a, you know, sort of a leader or like a guide kind of uh, cueing you to breathe in certain ways or kind of keeping time. Um, You and I have been in sessions where there's, you know, shamanic elements like drumming or um, the person's using essential oils and kind of cueing you to those emotional releases Um, The program that I'm finishing up right now is Neurodynamic Breathwork with Michael Stone, who was a long-term holotropic facilitator and was like, hey, I want to figure out how to modify this modality so that people can do it um, online. Yeah. And. One of the things that I really connected with um, Michael's technique is how he uses music, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in such an evocative way. Mm -hmm. The music really is um, pivotal to the the breathwork experience, in my opinion, before I started doing the neurodynamic breathwork. And so when we started doing the neurodynamic breathwork together, I was Mm -hmm. like, yes, this is so... This is so aligned to like what I'm already practicing, what I already believe Yeah. that, you know, when that training program opened up, it was just a no brainer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there there are so many different ways. Uh, I like how you took us through. Um, yeah, breath work is like it's like saying exercise, right? Yes. There's so many different ways that you can <laughs> exercise. It just depends on what you're after. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your intention? What do you want to get out of it? Um, you know, for example, shamanic breath work in through the nose, out through the mouth. Right. Right. Uh, and I could go on. Yeah. There's, there's so many different types, especially now these days. It's, there's some of the originals, which is like shamanic and holotropic and, um rebirthing like yes. your dad uh-huh. went through yep. and now it's um it's overwhelming with a lot of people coming out with their new their own brands and their methods and it's 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 fantastic but if i didn't know anything about what was going on i'd be like what is happening here <laughs> so it's good to know you know yeah
1: yeah i really like your comparison to exercise cuz it, it, i i find it very similar and yeah. you know just in the same way that you can say you, you wouldn't say to somebody, well, I exercise. Right. You know, you'd say, well, I do, I lift weights right. or I do CrossFit right. or I do Taibo right. or. Totally. You know, Kickboxing, you know, right, right. There's, there's different brandings and some of the brandings are just different modalities branded in a certain way. Totally. So that's something, you know, to kind of pay attention to as you're trying out different types of breath work is right. like, well, how much of what is being presented is branding sure. and like what, what is that brand actually made up of?
0: Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think how we can paint a picture here. Um, little tidbit for our viewers really quick as I'm thinking about things to talk about. <laughs> um, so as you guys know, I'm, I'm obsessed with ayahuasca and I love it. um, And that's how we discovered um, the program that Jonathan's in now. He's in the Neurodynamic Breathwork Facilitator Program. Um, And as I was perusing the internet, I found Michael Stone, um, who he had shared a story about how he went to the Amazon and took ayahuasca. And then when he came back home, he was looking for a way to replicate the experience. Um, And for me, for someone who's done... Lots of ayahuasca. Um, there's definitely has, has been times in the breathwork space where it definitely mimics it, but you don't have to have done any psychedelics or any ayahuasca to do breathwork right. at all.
1: Correct. And the, the some of the research that's coming out, which is fairly sparse because, um, you know, according to Michael, and I, I really look up to a lot of the research he's done, mm-hmm. but, you know, his point was, There's there's no there's not enough money in breath work to Mm -hmm. have these big research projects going. But the research that's coming out basically says that doing breath work, especially these longer, deeper, more intense um, types of uh, breath work actually are doing similar things in your brain to psychedelic medicines, sure you know it's it's turning off your default mode network right. it's lighting up different areas that are normally kind of either subdued or not active in right. the same way and so i i think that's why the, there are these similar types of experiences
0: right and i think you know there's there's a lot of simplicity in terms of um Knowing the signs of breath work, even if we don't have a ton of research behind it. I mean, like you're breathing intentionally for long periods of time. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's increasing your mindfulness. That is, you know, getting you out of fight or flight. It's putting into your parasympathetic nervous system. Um, And when you do it fast enough, you definitely can induce um, some more intense states. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty incredible for just like how simple the function is and what you can do, um, with, uh, with some of the breathing techniques.
1: Yeah. Well, I think you touched on something that to me is very important there, which is there's a, there's a mental kind of aspect to Mm -hmm. it, but it's also very functional and can, um, very quickly. Influence your central nervous system. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the things I appreciated about you When we first started getting to know each other and started talking about breath work was I was really focused on like the mental like Oh, let's 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 trip on our breath, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. let's let's have this hallucinogenic type experience And you were coming from a very like functional Hey, well if you're feeling ungrounded if you're going into fight-or-flight you can use your breath and use breath work very, very quickly and very um, effectively to soothe yourself, to calm yourself down. And actually um, in the sort of the holotropic type paradigm, um, they also talk about amplification, which is kind of the opposite of that, right? Mm -hmm. Like where something um, emotionally is coming up for you Mm -hmm. in the breath work experience and you Purposefully try to amplify it. Right. Because the, the, the theory behind that, you know, similar to somatic work, is that the somatic energy gets stuck in our body when it doesn't have the chance to fully release at the time that you experience right. these traumatic events. Right. And breathwork is a very effective way of working with that somatic energy. Um, I think the difference with between breath for me, at least w- between breath work and somatic, um, like say somatic therapy mm-hmm. is, uh, I've found breath work to be a little bit more, um, uncontrolled in that. Like it's, it's, you, you when, you, when you, when I'm working with a therapist, it's like, Hey, I'm having this specific memory. I'm, I have this specific intention mm-hmm. going in. Whereas with breath work, um, you can have an intention, mm-hmm. but it's almost like a plant medicine experience where like you can set an intention in the beginning and then the medicine's going to heal whatever needs to be healed. True. Sure. Right. It's, uh, I'm sure you've had experiences where you've set an intention and then the whole rest of the ceremony is like completely different. And sure. You're like, Boy, what happened to my intention? Right. Right. So in, in breath work, um, that's. That's referred to as like, um, you're, you're, you, everybody has this inner intelligence, this inner kind of spirit. And when you're in these expanded states of awareness, the, that, ex, that, that inner guidance has the ability to open up and to look at things that might be stored in the mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. Um, it can only do that when it feels safe and when it's ready to work with whatever's coming up True. Sure. so in other words your your body is not gonna put itself in a place to like really really harm itself right you know um and that's it's a really great opportunity when these adverse somatic kind of experiences come up in the breath place to Really celebrate that like wow like my body is such a so amazing right that it has the ability to heal itself and now I've given myself permission and the opportunity in the set and setting to like for this healing to occur
0: right right so I think I think what you're saying is like right so when like um talking about emotional release physical release things like that yeah. yeah and so for anyone who has never seen or heard or know what this looks like or feels like. I think sometimes, um when, you, when you're in this work, right, you just assume that listeners know what what you're talking about. Um, but it literally looks like someone shaking or it yeah. literally looks like someone crying. crying or screaming. And you, yeah. And I would say like in terms of like how you said like amplification. Yeah. You know, like sometimes you'll feel like pressure come up Mm -hmm. in your body or in your limbs, or you'll just feel like, um, an emotional release come to the surface. Like maybe you're overwhelmed with grief or sadness. Um, you don't always necessarily know where it's coming from either. It just is, it's, uh, kind of what you said, Mm -hmm. like set and setting, um, you know, being in a safe place and the body just knowing what needs to come to the surface and leave.
1: um,
0: Sometimes you can make connections as to what it is coming, you know, what it is or where it's coming from. Sure. Um, But sometimes not. And you don't always need to know.
1: I think you're absolutely right. Sometimes you don't need to know. Um, It's great when there is that connection and I can say, oh, Um, I'm going into this breathwork session with this particular intention Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then something comes up because of that or there's a mental connection that's made during the process of like, oh, wow, this is what I'm processing. But there's a lot of things um, that get stored that we might not ever be able to know. You know, there's things that happen to us in the womb. There's things that happen to us during the birth process. Mm -hmm. And um, Stan Groff has written extensively about that. And um, there's things that happen to us when we're really, really young, you know, pre-verbal things. Um, And depending on what your beliefs are, there's also epigenetic and, you know, things that could be hanging around from past lives, like things of that nature. Um, And I think it's very... Um, tricky to get caught in needing to know why everything's happening a hundred percent sure um it that's great and i am definitely the first one to want to know and be very inquisitive about why this is happening sure but for anybody that's experienced a somatic release um that release is undeniable, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and it's going to happen if you, if you allow it to, whether you know why it's happening or not. Right, right. And right. the the important thing to me is that there's actual healing and right. a release happening. Right. That's much more important to me than knowing why it's right, happening. Right, Um, And then you also mentioned, you know, some of the ways that that manifests and in the breathwork space one way that that is really common is called tetany um sometimes they call it lobster claws but like what happens in the middle of you know this vigorous uh breath work is your hands can really cramp up um you know they call it lobster claws because it really feels like when it happens it feels like your thumbs especially are like you know turning into these claw hands right and that's a great example of the somatic energy being released because if it was purely a physiological response that was happening, it would happen to everybody and it would happen to them the same way every single time. Right. But what's ha- What happens when you get tetany or these other types of, um, you know, cramps or um, responses is it? It doesn't happen every time. Sure. And it doesn't happen to everybody the same. And I found and everybody else that I've talked to basically says the same thing it's like yeah it's really uncomfortable when it happens but if you lean into it and keep going eventually the release happens and it goes away yeah so it's t- definitely human nature to be like oh my god something um, you know is happening to me physically and want to get away from that right I've I mean it happened to me the first time in the as, actually, the first few times that I got tetany. Right, right. Um, I know we've talked about, you know, experiencing that with um, different practitioners before. Um, but the, the way through it is just to experience it, you know?
0: Yeah, to um, exactly, to let go. Um, and I think knowing that that can happen, which is a part of the preparation process, which we'll actually get into the, the, like a pseudo breath work session here in a second. Um, but yeah, just being able to let go, um, and try as much as possible to not have resistance or fear. Obviously that, that always has the potential to come up. Um, but it's interesting. I know this has nothing to do with breath work, but, um, I had a cannabis experience last week, which I am. You guys have been listening to me for a really long time i don't i don't have cannabis experiences i have ayahuasca experiences but um so yeah basically what happened is that i ended up having this like very large unknown until it's still um somatic release And it almost reminded me of like, so I never, I've never had tetany, Uh but it reminded me of somebody having tetany because you don't really have control over it. Mm -hmm. And you literally have to just let go and let it pass through you. And it was, but it was also very terrifying. Like my whole body was shaking and I, that's happened before in ayahuasca, but never, never never in that state and the way that it happened was so um so interesting but it did remind me of like when you're that surrender mm-hmm. you know and really allowing yourself to let go and um we'll talk about it here in a second but they talk a lot about that in breath work to, to let go of the mind and yeah. what the, the meaning making and allow the um the autonomic nervous system to, like, take its course and just let whatever needs to happen instead of holding on to all those, uh, you know, those ego defenses, those walls, um, all the things, um, and just letting the body uh, do what it it knows how to do.
1: Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, that sounds like a pretty intense experience, so I'm glad you are feeling better yeah and um it sounds like you got some
0: it was interesting to say the least yeah you know
1: um but yeah you mentioned that you know letting the body know do what it knows how to do so you know when when we get cuts for instance right um you don't have to tell your body to heal this cut you know and it's a really yeah, good if, analogy. Yeah, if the cut's big enough, you know, you might need some stitches or No, you know, but it does
0: it on its own. Yeah.
1: It does it on its own. When it's given the the right, right you know, preparation. Um you've you know you've cleaned it out. You know, maybe you put a band-aid on it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Yeah,
0: but the pus and the scabbing and right, all that stuff you don't natural, sit there right? right.
1: It's a natural part of the of the the body's process right right it you know there's nothing conscious that's going on there right and the, the body knows how to do that with trauma as well um, but again you know the, the it needs to be cleaned out right. and it needs to be you know the set and setting needs to be um, there and I, I believe that there's so many modalities that do this mm-hmm. you know you mentioned cannabis or ayahuasca different plant medicines um, Oh, there's so many. Breath work is I think special in that um with the, with a plant medicine you you know you you ingested that cannabis somehow, right? And then there was no way to take it back. You couldn't be like, Whoa whoa, this is this is crazy, I wanna get off this ride, you know? And that's one of the things about plant medicines is like once you take that medicine you're you're in it for the duration, right? right? Whereas right. breath work, let's say you're not ready to deal with whatever's coming up today, right. you can stop breathing, and go back to a normal you know kind of pace of sure. breath, and within a very very short period of time, right. um, you're going to be back to back to normal. You're not right. you're, you know you can get out of that expanded state. Um, so it puts a person, a practitioner in the unique um, place of trusting that what they're going through is that they're going to be safe and like really surrendering to um, that experience. And I can tell you that for me, there have been things that have come up initially in the breathwork space or after the breathwork space that it took me a long time to like actually want to dive into and explore um further sure as opposed to you know your you know story about the cannabis journey where it's like okay now i'm here and whatever is going to come up is going to come up and you don't have as much control
0: over. oh i had no control you know i know this isn't a cannabis podcast but (laughs) just to be super honest you are i mean anyone and i know if you've experienced this too whether it's psilocybin or ayahuasca once you're in those states you're on for the ride right which is um it can be very healing and uh, i i 100 percent agree with the breath work stuff if you're not if you're not it's nice to be in control and um you know what am i ready for what am i not ready for and um Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think it's a great modality for people, especially, um, you know, if they've never experienced that state before, um, to be able to ease into that feeling of surrender. Right. Um, You know, there's that meme uh, of the person standing on the edge of the cliff and there's a giant hand about to flick them off the edge of the cliff. Right. You know, and it's like titled Ayahuasca. Right, right, right. And, you know, with breath work, you're that hand right and you're you have uh sort of control over how quickly you're jumping over that cliff which totally. can be very comforting yes. um to people
0: yes um okay cool so let's take people into the actual breath work experience i think that would be good right so um So say somebody, right, they want to come to you and they want to do a breathwork session. Yeah. Yeah, how does it all go down, Jonathan?
1: Well, we take them through a screening process um, because there are certain medical um, conditions that are not conducive or can be dangerous to do breathwork with. Um, I also like to figure out and talk to people to see like what kind of, um, what 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 kind of support system do they have in place, and what is the what are the practices that they have that is supporting their self development, their self healing, their their growth, because just like, um, just like a plant medicine, you know, like breathwork isn't gonna just solve all your problems for you. I think breathwork is a tremendous part of a more holistic approach to your you know to your health Um, and similar to plant medicines like even if you're not taking care of yourself or you don't really have the intention of like oh I just want to go in and you know do this profound healing um, just having the experience can have benefits you know but when it's Integrated into this bigger picture, I think that's where a lot of the, the benefits really happen. So, right. um, you know, talking to them about that, um, and then the actual process itself is, um, you know, laying down. I mean, it can be done sitting up, but I I, I prefer laying down, especially if you're you're new. Um, you can you know, use a variety of sort of accessories to that experience, like, uh, you know, eye mask, um, blankets, um, some, you know, something like that to help you feel more comfortable. Um, And then the actual process itself is um, playing um, a set of music and going through the actual, um, the breathing itself. So like within a neurodynamic session, um, there is a certain, um, you know, set of instructions for breathing. Um, and depending on, you know, who, what kind of facilitator you're working with, those instructions can be slightly different. Um, there could be more or less cueing or instruction during uh, the, the actual session. True. Um, it really just depends on kind of that modality that you're working with.
0: So the, the breathing, though, mm-hmm. is all open mouth breathing. Yes. Yes. And it's continuous, a so circular breathing.
1: Yeah. So, you know, starting, you really want to breathe into your diaphragm. Um, a good way to think of it is think of your, um, your your body as a vase and you're filling that vase up with water. So you're filling that. In this case, you're you're breathing and you're filling up your diaphragm and your belly first, and then as that fills up, you're filling up your chest, and you can even um, visualize that your the breath is filling up your head last. Mm-hmm, you know, it's mm-hmm. that last little bit going mm-hmm. into the vase, mm-hmm. but it's done in a continuous way, in a circular way, so that when you are almost at you know your you're almost done with your in-breath you're starting to turn it around and breathe out and when you're almost done breathing out you're starting to turn it around and breathing in yes you don't really want um to pause so much Uh, you
0: want to demonstrate
1: um sure Um, so it
0: sounds something like this guys yeah so
1: you know you start and And even just doing those few breaths, you can start to notice some tingling happenings, notice some physiological uh, changes starting to occur.
0: I like to think of breath work as like um, sprinting. Like that's basically what you're Mm. doing like with your lungs and um, or vigorous exercise, maybe not sprinting, Mm -hmm. but uh, but at times it can be like that. So it's like. You know that's I mean that's what we're doing to our bodies but instead of moving our arms and our legs we're just going in there and like really exercising our breath which we can we usually do through exercise so um yeah it can it's it's a it's an interesting process so okay great so you do a screening you make sure you resource them so we're not throwing them into the deep end right (laughs) and then um we you kind of take them through like a a beginning process and they're laying down and they have pillows and an eye shade and maybe some earbuds for some music.
1: Yeah. I mean, right now in our, uh, you know, pandemic world, it's a little bit more challenging to do in-person sessions. Um, the great thing about breath work is it can be done, you know, online, Mm -hmm. um, both, you know, like sort of, a one-on-one or in group settings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in that case, earbuds are great unless you have really great speakers because mm-hmm. the music is a really important uh, part of, of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the music is curated in a certain way um, to be evocative, to take you through a journey, mm-hmm. um, to help you kind of drop in is the term that's used in sure. breathwork. Um, because at a certain point um, it's very possible to um, I would say kind of break through to this expanded mm-hmm. state of awareness um, the state that you know can mimic that psychedelic experience mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's referred to as like a yoga nidra state or a yogic trance state um, it's very, very blissful and peaceful and relaxing and almost sometimes if it, it feels like you're you could be asleep mm-hmm. but you're still doing this you know pretty rigorous breathing <clears throat> and um yeah so I don't want to give people the impression that you know you uh the breath work is just like somatic you know traumatic releases oh, right. yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know it's, it can also be very relaxing and very um, blissful
0: absolutely yeah that's a really good point yeah um, okay. Yeah. And so how long is the breathwork experience?
1: Um, the session that I'm working with right now is, is about an hour. You know, we take people through like a, you know, beginning meditation just to kind of get grounded get settled, help to become present with where they're at and the experience they're about to go on. And then the music, um, goes for, you know, between 50, To 60 minutes and then we kind of come back and do Mm -hmm. um you know a a closing meditation Mm -hmm. and um let people come back to their body and then give them a chance to you know share their experience because that is another really important part of the process and can be really helpful and grounding Mm -hmm. um you know it's there's so many transpersonal type of experiences in our Western society that um, are pathologized or, um, you know, almost dismissed. Right. But the fact is, is that if you look at just about any wisdom tradition throughout history, there's talk of, you know, these expanded states of awareness, whether you're getting there through chanting, through drumming, through dancing, through, you know, plants, um, through meditation. Um, and so, you know, sharing that and, um, even listening to other people's experience can be very validating.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah. Okay. So who do you think trying to think, um, what do you, in your opinion, um, what does breath work? Yeah. What do you, what do you think breath work helps with?
1: That's a great question. Um, I think it helps with um, stuck emotional energy. Mm. Um, It can be very powerful for working with PTSD. If it's done in a grounded, you know, supported way. Um, I think it's great for relaxation. and yeah I, I think it's very supportive of somatic work yeah. um, we you know we carry this these various um, stuck energies around with us, mm-hmm. and breath work is a very effective way of um, working with that energy, giving it an opportunity to release um, and like we talked about earlier in the podcast, some of that stuck energy is not necessarily um, conscious yeah you know could come from very early childhood or prenatal experiences but we're also taught in the west at least that um these emotional types of experiences we should repress them or ignore them or you know suck it up you know pull yourself up through through your bootstraps you know just power through it Mm -hmm. and we don't give Um, these experiences um, an an opportunity to to be released right and so having you know a a set time and practice to really let go of that type of energy can be very beneficial
0: yeah that's so true because even when you when you do look a lot of your past you're still accumulating you know every day just from from being a human exactly that's that's a really good point
1: and you might also have, you know, stuff from your childhood, stuff from a previous relationship, stuff from a job, um, you know, an accident that happened. There's all sure. different kinds of um, traumas that we carry around with us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, PTSD is not just for the uh, the battlefield. You know, right. it's, it's a complex um, thing that, you know, encompasses a lot of areas.
0: So true, yeah. So okay, so how do people get a hold of you if they wanted to do a session?
1: Um, sure. So the the brand that I'm uh, working under right now is called Blue Magic Alchemy. So you can go to um, you can Google Blue Magic Alchemy and Breathwork and my website should come up. You can also look me up on Instagram. That's probably where I'm the most active blue magic alchemy or at blue magic alchemy um and yeah you can get to like my booking site through there um there's a website that i have that has more information on breathwork as well as like the booking form and yeah um be great to hear from people and i happy to answer any questions that they might have
0: sweet and last but not least Thank you so much for being here today with your wisdom and your knowledge and, you know, just for being you and being authentic and being vulnerable and, um, for your plethora of knowledge with breath work, really, really appreciate you. And, um, if you guys have any additional questions that you want to put through the podcast, feel free to put those through and Jonathan and I can look at them and get back to you. Um, and uh, let's see. Maybe some last words of wisdom from from Jonathan for for our listeners out there in regards to uh, healing, breath work, anything that you want to share.
1: Hmm. Um, I guess I would say that. Um, anybody that sets out on the path of healing uh, has my respect. Um, It's a very challenging path. If it wasn't challenging, we'd all be super happy and super normal. And um, it takes courage and uh, fortitude and um, resilience to do whatever um, it is that gets you to that place of healing. And so, you know, my hat's off to everybody that is doing this profound work. And, you know, there there's a saying, you know, in the various holistic communities that, you know, as as you heal yourself, you heal the world. You know, um, I've also heard it as, you know, be the change that you want to be, that you want to see in the world. And so um, I'm really Excited that all these different modalities of healing are becoming so much more prevalent, and especially in the world that we're living in right now, that's so divided you know, um, with politics and belief, and uh, you know, arguing about this and that and the other, and not to mention you know, pandemic stuff. Um, It's really incredible to at the same time, see the change that's happening as people become more aware of the healing that needs to be done and, um, healing themselves, helping to heal others and holding space for other people to, um, go through their own journey and, you know, become this more evolved, more healed collective. Really just, um, honored and privileged to, to be a part of that in my own small way.
0: Yeah. Yes, I love how you said that. Respect. That's yes, to say the least, right? Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your words, and that was that was really awesome. Thank you for sharing that. It's my pleasure. Uh, yeah. And what we will do, we'll put Jonathan's information down um, in the information box below. And then you will also find, um, a post on our Instagram, my Instagram, the multidimensional journey. Um, and like I said, if you guys have any questions or comments for Jonathan, uh, you can reach out on here or Instagram. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, yeah. Book a session with Jonathan (laughs) and thank you guys so much. I'll see you next time. And as always remember why you came here.
1: Thanks.